Yo, Rich, what's going on, man? Big up. Big up, man. Sorry for the old confusion and everything, bro. It's good to see you, though. Nah. <laughs> we, we, we here now. Good to see you as well, brother. How how, yes. how things with you? How are you holding up in these crazy times, man? Yeah, man. You know, I mean, things is uh, things and stuff is a little slow, you know. But um, we pushing through, you know, pushing through, taking the time to recalibrate and everything. How about you? How how has this whole experience been? You know, um, musically, creatively, everything. Yo, I mean. You know what? Be, be, before before that, before we jump into that, man, yo. Yeah. I, I don't really want to lead on on a negative note, but yo, did you, yo, bless up, Jell. Um, it's not negative or positive. I think it's just a matter of awareness. Um, mm. like Trump just released a statement there that I don't know if you got a chance to see it as yet, but I don't know how that speech is gonna go over with a lot of the protesters and a lot of the mm -hmm. people that feeling what they're feeling right now. Um, and I don't know, I'm just a little bit kind of taken aback with what he just said. Yeah. Because it, it, it's just so crazy. I, I don't think that's, you know, I'm no politician. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't study politics, but I don't know. That... I, I, I miss exactly what he said, you know. Um, do you want to see it? Um, I don't, to be honest. Okay, that's okay, that's okay, that's okay. <laughs> I don't want to say it, to be honest. But, I, but okay, like but something... you know what? Yeah. We, we, we here under a positive vibe. Um, we here under a positive vibe. And, you know, I think everybody's aware of what's going on and we'll get mm -hmm. into that at some point. So, um, musically, you know, I've been in the studio. I've been in the studio uh, a lot before I was ever really an artist touring, man. So, you know, um, in terms of the quarantine and what been going on on that front, like I've been doing just fine. You know, I kind of, you know, grateful for the, the time to spend with my family. I'm not grateful for the circumstances in which I get to spend that time with my fam. But, you know, you had to look at the, the silver lining sometimes, right? And, you know, I have a lot of time to be back in studio again and working on, on projects in-house and spending time with fam. So, you know. I just yes. been kind of enjoying that. I feel, yeah, man. I I understand. I mean, and I can. I think a lot of people can relate to that. It's nice that we have this downtime to be with our loved ones, but it's not ideally how we thought it was going to be. Thanks. You know. So I totally feel you. Just want to big up everybody in the chat right now. Gel, big up yourself. Drew, big up yourself. And big up to all the people out there right now. All the protests, all the protesters, and everything. People out there who are putting, you know a lot of things at risk just to be able to spread awareness and to give people a fighting chance, you know, and to really, really fight for what they believe in. So I just want to big up everybody out there. I hope everybody's staying safe. Um, so JGB, I know, I know things, things are tough right now on the lockdown and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of things happening. Um, I know you, it's, 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 it's been a time where a lot of soca artists and stuff like that have the opportunity now to to do kind of these interviews and stuff like that um how how's it been for you has it given you as an artist the chance for um fans to see another side of you that they maybe would not get to see during the season and stuff like that um for me yes it, it has because i'm not really much of a social media guy like that that um but you know there's no fets there's no concerts um you know, there's no in-person interviews. So, 
the digital, you know, has been an outlet um, for, you know, sharing content and, you know, just, you know, popping in and bigging up fans and, you know, doing different things that fans could still, you know, feel the connection um, to their favorite artists and stuff. So, yeah, for me personally, definitely been doing a lot more of this and, um, you know, again, connecting with fans. Mm -hmm. I see that, that yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you're very good. Yeah. No, no, well, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so been I was wonderful see... getting to know artists in a new way, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's April... good. Good day, you hear me? Yeah. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, sorry, man, go ahead. No, well, I, I was complete with what I was saying, so. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. So, because a lot of you fans and stuff, I've been hearing a lot of really dope feedback. I know you've been putting in work during this time as well um, with uh, your latest album, Carmen, right? Absolutely love it. Listen to the whole thing, top to bottom, <laughs> multiple times. Um, you released that, like, at the end of April, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, so I want to ask, like, what was the the inspiration behind the whole album, and and starting with the name, because I think that was one of the things that really intrigued me the most. Like, what, why the name Carbon for the album? At that point in time, um, you know, we were we were entering lockdown basically, and Carmen in Spanish is garden, is God's vineyard. Um, I just felt it fitting because of, you know, where these songs were coming from, and just on the heels of you know, the, the pandemic really setting in, it was like, you know, the, it was like there was a period where nature was resetting. There was a period where outside, literally, there was no activity. So the air was different. Like, like I mean, it's getting back a little bit more active now. People mm -hmm. slowly getting back out there. But there was just that energy of, of, of me feeling like there's a reset happening and nature doing its thing. You know what I mean? Um in terms of, you know, just the whole feel of, of the place. But specifically, Carmen is garden in Spanish. And I think, like, the songs on the album just, you know, and, and in the different styles and, and vibes yeah. just kind of represent, you know, different flowers in our garden. It was like, it, it just had that feeling to me. Like, it, just, it, it was just like that, that vibe of, of, you know, freshness. Um, and, you know, beauty, something beautiful, something, you know, from God, like God's vineyards. These, these, these songs are ideas. I believe my talent will be something coming from, you know, a, a, a higher place. So these songs were just like the flowers in God's gardens. That's amazing, man. Yeah, and, and I think the artwork really shows that because, I mean, when I was looking at it, I was always, I was, I was wondering, like, okay, I understand. I, lo I love the artwork, by the way. I love the greenery. I love the colors. I love everything. And I think everything that you said just sums up everything about, you know, what, what it represented and everything like that. Um, people in the, in the comments saying your album is fire, you know, Ruthless, Pick Up Yourself, Jamaica yeah, Blessings. Pick up, pick up. Love a boy. <laughs> yes, love a boy. Always for letting me use the studio. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, Con67, Pick Up Yourself. And oh yeah, um, don't forget, if you guys have any questions for Neutron, please feel free to leave it in the comments. Let us know any little questions, widgets. We would love to hear from you, right? Um, so Carmen was a very different album, right? I think um, it's, not a, it's not a very traditional soca album, so to speak, right? And I know you especially are not 
uh, quote unquote, a traditional silk artist. I know you're someone who loves to experiment, who really, really expresses yourself through your music. Um, you have Ride of Your Life, which is one of my favorite tracks on the tune. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, and the zest and the bashments and everything. There's so much going on. Um, what was the inspiration and the idea behind having all these kind of varied sounds and, and genres co-mingling together in one album? Well, to be honest, is, is, you know, is diversity in one place, which, you know, is also, it's, it's the underlying message right now is what we need. We, we need those different things to come together and work as one, um, you know, one moving body. So, like, big up to everybody that think the album is fire and that supported the album. I appreciate you all. Trust me, I appreciate you all. Um, because I feel like the people that support this project, they get it. It's not so much that it's an experiment into new songs, but it's more of an evolution of, if you are a GBM fan, you know that we've done songs like Keep Dancing to Set Good to Warrior of Love on Calypso album to Trouble, which is Soka Scar Rhythm, to, you know, songs like Type of Wine and We Like Me. Like, we, we have a, a diverse palette, if you will, right? And um, I think Carmen is just the first time that I've ever really put all of those different sounds together in one place and, you know, represented that GBM song as GBM Neutron, the artist, like, because a lot of those songs that we would have done before, set good rhythm, movie rhythm, we would have featured other artists, you know, experimenting with that song. But that song is not new to us at all. Is is just evolved into into Carmen like a flower blooming. Is like it went from a, the bud into a full bloom kind of situation. So that's awesome. Yeah, and I could definitely hear the evolution in these sounds and everything. Um. We have a question from Trini Best One. Please uh, ask, what is the recording process like for you? How, how can you kind of walk us through that? Like, where, how does it start? <laughs> what is it finished? You know, stuff like that. For me, recording is, is, is kind of a personal process. I don't, a lot of people don't really get to see me record or, you know, very, my, my close people who I feel comfortable being my complete self with, they get to experience that process. Um, it's not that it's anything super exclusive. It's just that's how I feel comfortable. Um, because recording for me is, is, a, is a real process for me. Like, I, I want to tap into a real emotion that, you know, suits the song that I might be working on. Um, you know, I want to tap into a real emotion that, that's going to help me, you know, express this song. And, and, and it's not something that I want to think about greatly. I just want to kind of get on the mic and, and express myself. So I might take a shot... You know, I like my dry goods as well. So I might blow some smoke and, you know, get myself in that frame of mind and attack the project. There are technical parts of it, like the production and the lyrics and the melody and stuff like that. But I make sure to kind of study those things. If I'm, you know, I haven't really worked with much other writers, Big Up Dimes and Pixel um, and Full Blown, FBE. They are the only... Yeah, the, those are the mm -hmm. only writers that I've really worked with that I've sang songs where they've written. So, you know, that process kind of helped me understand the, my way of recording even more um, because now I'm working with somebody else's product. But it's the same thing. I want to tap into that mood and I want to own it, you know, like, so that's what the process is like for me. I, I try to record songs like if, 
it's being performed for the first time and the performer is doing an excellent job. Like I try to go in with that mindset. And I think some of the people that have experienced recording with me, they will tell you that like whether it takes 15 minutes or eight hours, it's a journey, it's a ride, it's a process that you don't ever forget because we make sure to have fun during that process. We make sure to get into the passion having that process. So, Absolutely, yeah. And I, I could definitely feel the energy and the vibes in some of your music. And um, I think there's, I, I, a lot of people know you as a phenomenal artist. And, um, Wait, don't come up. <laughs> people know, uh, know you're, you're, <laughs> people in here saying eat grapes from Publix. I see people say you do push-ups. That's a, that's a nice little <laughs> method to record and stuff. <laughs> big up yourself, um, Khan. Um, Silicon Champion, big up. So I know uh, you, you produce some amazing tunes, right? Ben Over, Marshall 2011, Prescription. Ravi B. Um, yes, and I, I like that you went into the recording process because I think, you know, most people see on stage, but I think there's still some people out there who don't know just how many things you do as an artist. And I use the word artist as a complete term, meaning producer, writer, um, singer, slash vocalist, all of them things, you know? So one of the questions that I have for you is how do you kind of balance all three of those elements in your artistry? It, it just happened at this point it just kind of happens naturally because um i started off as an artist first and then i kind of realized the responsibility of an artist um early on and decided to get into some of the things that like artists need you know like whether whether you're you're a performing artist or you're a recording artist you basically if you're singing songs with words, um, you you need a writer. You need whether you're writing yourself or somebody else is writing for you. So I kind of started to realize certain things about artistry technically early on, and I just I, I went off into those veins to kind of learn more about it. I, I wrote for people, um, I produced a lot, and that was my part. You know, I mean, that was the part that I chose to take, um, and it kind of just came full circle for me that by the time by the time like you know i started writing certain songs going deeper into certain feelings that you know or, or producing certain moods that were going deep deeper into certain mood you know feelings moods is like it became it became distinct of of me it became distinct of of the gbm brand because like gb godless he would produce on a lot of the tracks with me he would write and give melodies on a lot of the tracks with me too so it became distinct of our connection together it became distinct of me as a creative person individually and it just came full circle back to artistry like along the way i just I don't know. It just comes natural now. I had so much hours in. <laughs> I had so much hours in each role. Um, I remember recording for, you know, like the first time Jaiga and myself recorded, we, we had a long ass session mm -hmm. and I was the engineer. Like I was engineering the session and we were in there for more than five hours and it was like, you know, we were, we were pumping. But for somebody who you're filling in as an engineer. That's a lot. So, again, all those hours in the different roles kind of take me to a point where at this point, it's like all three, they go hand in hand and it's, it's very natural, you know? It's very natural. Like, I mess with other people's productions too. Um, mm. But again, I just put on my production hat when that's necessary. And, and, and it all comes from one place at this point. 
the creativity for either for either role just comes from one place. So you know, second nature. Vibes, 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 and it's it's incredible to see because I I mean you put in that work right where you I feel like you've just become a master at all three of those things so that's that's really really incredible yet, but <laughs> I don't know if I'm a master yet but <laughs> I, I, I think the fans would say you are the, the biggest fans would definitely say you are but um we have a, a another question here um how do you think um you can encourage people to buy more soca music and this is coming from uh Malakius Malakius pick up yourself you know I'm not the greatest salesperson. I'm not in sales. Um, I understand that a part of making music is marketing on the business end. I really don't have the solution. How? Because I'm coming from a creative place. So, like, I'm always trying to figure out how. Be depends on, you know, what the project is. Like, you know, Carmen is something different. It's, it's something that there's no other artists in this timing right now because nothing new under the sun that, you know, have those songs and have that project. And, you know, the truth is, I may not know how to successfully market it all the time. I don't know how to encourage the fans to, yo, go stream my music, go buy my music. I just kind of like be my best self. Um, you know, I just kind of focus on the product being the thing that sells itself. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if the product is great, just the same way that we, we see necessity in other products in our life. If, if my product is great, if, if an artist's product is that great, I think people will just see it as a necessity and they will gravitate towards it. Like, um, I've never been one to rely on devices to inspire a, natural, a feeling that I think should be natural. Now, you should want to go buy your favorite artist's song if you're doing it for artists that you may not even care about and you may not realize it. You know, so if you have a, a, a artist that you read, that you support, just go stream the music, go buy the music. Like, I don't know if there's a way that anybody could really get you to do that beside putting in their hard work on making sure that the product itself is of a quality worthy of you spending your bread on. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. I know, um, for example, with, with Common, like it's on, on all the digital platforms, right? So Spotify... Um, Apple Music, you know, all them kind of things. Um, do you feel the years of kind of directing consumers to just YouTube, right? Because I feel like for a while, YouTube was kind of the main thing, you know, like, mm -hmm. so to sort of have a song, boom, put it on YouTube, hit up Julian's promos, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and now I think a lot of soca artists are starting to realize, like, yo, we can't need to diversify this thing a little bit, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, the millennial generation and, and the generation Z, they're, they're into all these things, right? Do, do you think it's kind of difficult to kind of change people's habits to, to try these other, these other platforms and to really fully utilize it? Um, I don't think it's difficult. I think if everybody play their part, you know, if everybody play their part in, um, in, <laughs> supporting the music wherever it goes you'll go you have you have people that they love they love to play mass they love to play mass so wherever there's a carnival happening they will island hop they will carnival hop you know what i mean um because what they want is there so people yes they're in the habit of julian's and going on julian's because artists still releasing their music there mm -hmm. 
So I'm not saying not to release your music on Julian's, but, you know, it's like, put, put your music everywhere. I mean, I think that's the timing that we live in now, right? You know, you right. it's like people have different preferences. For Some people like to use Spotify. That's what's happening with the new generation. They like to use Pandora. They like to use mm -hmm. Spotify. They like to use Apple Music. They like, they want to use Google Play or Deezer, like, so just playing music everywhere, including on Julian's, because it has some people that they were introduced to soca on Julian's, um, or they just know that they may not know the name of a song or something properly, and Julian's is where they go. It's like people go to where they go. And I mm -hmm. think that um, it's everybody's responsibility to understand the ramifications of the numbers and them going where they're going, like... You know, if those if thirteen million people go to Kiss Hello on Julian's, then those thirteen million should go stream it on Apple Music too one time. You know, mm -hmm. because all it takes is one view. Like one view is one view. So it have people who will go and watch the same song six times on YouTube, seven, thirteen times. They, sometimes the YouTube system is just where people are comfortable. So I just think artists need to make artists need to understand that. The fans are the fans, and they will do what they want to do, and they will do it how they want to do it. We could educate them, and we could create the options for them, and then we just have to let them choose. And we would hope that they would choose the things that, like the Apple, we get we get streams from um, YouTube and stuff too. Like mm -hmm. artists, they have their channels on YouTube. Go stream it from their channel direct. As much as you might listen to it from wherever it's posted, like as much as you might listen to it, we have the bigger number. Just if it's really your song, go listen to it everywhere because it's everywhere. Absolutely. I don't, I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't know when it comes to stuff like that, to be honest. No, I, I think you worded it very well. I think um, you raised the point that a lot of artists should take advantage of all these platforms the way that you're taking advantage of it because really and truly, I think also in this age, that's really the only way we can really push soca music and Caribbean culture to the world is we, we have to take advantage of all these 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 digital avenues um one of the questions i get in here from kino big up yourself kino um do you think soca artists will make a complete like concept album or will they continue will we continue to kind of see the trend of creating just hits hit songs and singles for carnival i mean if you're meant to be really bluntly honest with you rich yes i don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what any other Sogat is gonna do. Mm. I don't. I don't think that's my. Um, I don't think I'm in that position to be the 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 judge and juror or or even self the news re reporter on what other Sogat is gonna do. Mm. I think um, it's just like with the fans, the artists. Now this is where the fans and their responsibility come into play. The 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 artists gonna. They, they are the ones that ex they're expressing themselves, right? They're sharing a piece of themselves with the, with the public, with fans. Mm -hmm. They're going to do what they want to do. They need to be able to do what they want to do. And not, guys, not in a negative way. <laughs> Just in a creative way. They need to be able to express themselves how they want to express themselves and do what they feel they should do with their careers. And if they have supporters, their supporters support them. Like, it's just that simple. Um, we would want to see more projects from certain artists and things, maybe in a certain way. If the majority of the fans demand that, I'm sure that artists will oblige. 
because I think it, there's a lot of artists within our soca genre that, you know, they do what they do for the fans. Yes, there's political, um, you know, yes, there's political behaviors and, and stuff underneath how the artists run their business, but that's their right to, to be however they are. Um, and I think when it comes to the releasing of music, if the fans want music all year round, then they gotta support it. They gotta go in and 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 show that there's that demand there, and the artists will supply. And the ones who don't supply, you will be able to clearly make them out, and make your decision as to how you want to move forward supporting the artist or not. Because maybe an artist is their thing is they want to put out songs for the season. Their focus is carnival. Like you understand it. The, this is not about having one thing or the other. This is about having a spectrum. Everybody can't be the same way. Every artist can't be the same. So if you, if you as a fan want music, you know, again, demand it. Create the demand for it. Somebody asked Miss Miss Turn It Up asking, do you find it challenging to mu to make music to release each year? Um, I wanna go in on that question and me personally, no. It's not um my 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 creativity comes from an infinite well. And I, I think I'll be making music well into into my gray hairs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't rub my beard because I ain't no hair up here to see <laughs> Amazing, man. I could definitely see you two in, the, in that role. Just, and I know you have a wealth of creativity. Um, I've heard other artists say, you know, they, they, they kind of say like they feel like they're a vessel and the creativity kind of comes from outside and flows through, you know? Um, one of the questions, questions I want to ask is um, specifically about Soka, right? And, mm. and, and how you feel about it. Um, some artists have said that uh, Soka... You can yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so back to the question. I just some people have said that soca can kind of limit people's creativity because of expectations of what it should sound like, right? Mm -hmm. A jump and wave, or um, a power, or a groovy. Um, have there any? Have there been times in your career where you felt that? Soka has kind of limited you and you wanted to explore other things because I know you really pushed the boundaries of, of sounds and, and you release what you want to release, right? So have there been those kind of moments or do you feel like Soka lets you explore your full creativity? Well, well, I feel like you answered the question that you asked me because I release <laughs> what I want to release. So <laughs> um, I don't feel boxed in. I don't feel boxed in. And I, I want the people to understand that Yo, we need this spectrum. So we need the people who want to protect the gem of soca music. The, 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 the we need people who want to protect the true form of it. People who understand it from a timing where it had become jump and wave and it had become whiny ways. And then we went through a period of rum songs. And yo, this is, this is the gems. This is what our music evolved from. This is what it's based on. It, 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 there's a cultural preservation that needs to happen. But then 
where I come in as a hybrid, we need innovation as well. We need globalization of the music as well. So I, exper I experiment with other genres and I incorporate other sounds like into my music. Now, I, I haven't felt boxed in, not once. There have been times I've been frustrated. There have been times I've been, you know, disappointed with the response to certain projects. But outside of that, um, I think that's just my artist ego taking little blues here and there. And I've always, you know, found that encouragement and motivation to like just continue doing my thing, releasing what I want to release. <laughs> Niceness, niceness. I just want to big up each people in the chat real quick. Um, yes. Yeah, people in here saying we can't put talents in a box. Let the artists spread their wings and create what they want. Big up yourself, Dr. Rebel G. Yes, a lot of people yeah. in here now because Nutra, <laughs> you release such a variety of music. We see that. Um, I don't feel new artists coming into a box. There's so much music on the spectrum. Jail, big up yourself. Thank you. Soka music is not just one thing, though. You know, so definitely, I, I think the fans want variety, and they see that you give variety. Facts. Um, Marshall, Marshall did change yes. the landscape of, of what Soka really was. He really did. As a matter of fact, for his generation and his timing, like if you know a little bit of Soka history, big up yourself on that commentary, best. Marshall, basically, he fought for Soka for his generation because during his rise, he was, yo, like they, people were heavy into dub and the whole dancehall movement. And this guy fought for soca music to make it into something youthful and young. And, you know, like, look at where Marshall is as a pioneer. Here and now, today, like, still evolving because he went through so many phases from whiner boy to, to, oh, 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 to Bobo Marshall, to fucking, you know, party, fat mashup boss, <laughs> to monk. You understand? Like, it's yeah. just... That's just artists, that's just creative evolution, artist evolution, business entrepreneurship evolving your brand, whatever you want to call it, is growth, is change, is inevitable. You know, you know what I mean? We will have traditional soca, just like um scene having or, or calypso Ricky having elements of of um you know the the, the root now, our calypso, our culture, even the colors that Ricky would have used for the artwork for for calypso and the styler. Of, of, you know, drawing and coloring is like, the gems will always be there. But as Rebels say, the new artists, they're not coming into this thing feeling boxed in. And they're bringing their flavor in. And some of the millennial artists like myself, Lero, um, Shal, like, you know, problem. We blending our multiple influences into the, the music that we do. Like, the gems going to be there. And the new shit gonna be there. So just soak it all up, like get involved. You know what I mean? Get in, you you we we giving you all the variety. The artists doing what they could do to give that variety to mm -hmm. you know soak her evolving and growing. You have yo over what sixty something carnivals? Yeah, I mean not twenty twenty, but <laughs> Yeah, not this year, like, but they have zero. <laughs> <laughs> we, had zero we, we had a handful, like we had, we had Trinidad, I believe we had Haiti, and we had a couple yeah. other islands as well. But yeah, 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 I, I, I feel you on that. And I, I think you definitely make a good point that new artists coming in have, have that variety and can make their own unique mark. I have one question I want to pull up from you. Um, it says here, as a producer, what do you look for when working with new or younger artists? I look for... Um... 
I look for confidence. I tend to look for innovation sometimes, but I, I, I really kind of have settled on confidence and, and just confidence of that artist knowing themselves and knowing what they want. Even if their skill not up top as yet, even... Where's that? There's a um, siren going off for curfew. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo. Thanks, thanks, safe in the studio, right? <laughs> Like, like, um, basically, like, yo, this guy just really gave me an ADHD moment. <laughs> if anybody breathe, 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 breathe. <laughs> um, basically, like, yo, you you have people that you know they, Rich, you had to remind me what I was saying. He really come and just no, like, wait, no. It's okay, it's okay. Um, when you, when you said you were looking for confidence in the, right. the younger so, artists, them, yeah, right. So right, okay, I got it. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I look for confidence. I look for I look for somebody that they know what they know who they are. They know what they want to express. They know what vibe they want to be on. Like yo, big up to Ariel Alexa right now because she's the most recent, along with RGY done like. These are creatives from Trinidad and Tobago. They live in there. They're born and raised there. But their their talent and their understanding of the of themselves as artists and what they want to do, you know, is beyond their zone. You know, they are not boxed in by what their immediate um environment might think they should be doing. You know, it's like you have this stigmatism as a as a creative that if you're from somewhere, you should do what is native to that place. But some people don't naturally feel that. You know, some people, they connect to something elsewhere and that's where their talent really gets a chance to, to shine and, and, and grow and evolve. So I look for that. I look for that confidence that an artist knows, you know, what direction they want to head in and they just need to really, they just need guidance on developing skills. You know what I mean? They, they need guidance on, on um, some of the technical things. Like they maybe need advice here or there, somebody who has experience, who's willing to pass down their experience and say, yo, this is how it went for me, this way or that way or this way or that way. Um, you have the information. It's like having a history class in school. Like, yeah. we don't have a lot of that in, 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 in our zone, you know what I mean? We don't have right. a lot. Like, yeah. you know how much of us want to pick Marshall Brain, dog? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know how much of us want to know how gallon lyrics come together like that? You know how much of us want to know how Fian, you know, like how has she become such a successful businesswoman and how, how has she used her platform to elevate her? It's like, we want to know. We want to know. So that's what I look for in new artists, you know, um, and that's what I, what I try to provide as well. Like, you know, just a kind of big brother vibe, I suppose, in the industry. That's amazing, man. I think you raised a really, really good point of... Um education specifically in 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 the genre of soccer right so where wh what resources do artists have you know where do they go for, for these for knowledge where do they go when they have questions and stuff like that so it's amazing to hear that you want to offer those things especially to new artists and and just creatives in general yes, big up milko big up milko is like my he's the, he's He's not the first artist that I work with closely like that, but he's the one that I really connected to because, again, he just had this raw vibe and, and he set the bar for me. Um, you know, Kevin Carter is my older brother. Like, we mm -hmm. grew up in the same household together. Yeah. So i basically been working with artists from birth. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, 
so I don't know. It's just like, is you know, somebody saying we should have a soccer master class. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we we need we for that to really work. We need the we need the grandmasters. We you know like when you have a master class with um you know hands and we're giving a master like or Timbo giving a master. We need we need Marshall Bungie, Destra Feyan, like. We would need those people. I, I would say, you know, I mean, of course, mm -hmm. I would happy to be a part of it too. But we want to hear from the people who really been doing it the longest and have been successful at doing it. Show in Iowa, you know, what I mean, like we want to hear from people like KMC, people who, you know, they they put in a lot of work to build this industry that we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's and you raise really really good points. The, we need we need these these people who have elevated the genre to come in and dive into these these newer platforms that will really really act as those um those resources again that question here i just want to address that record from mo 34 so funny full question what was your funniest memory while performing live on stage <laughs> yo i'm i'm two i'm two right yes so but the, the first one i'll share is this one um i was we were, we were doing um gbm showcase in miami big up to soccer viber and one of the artists, he, a young fella, fit guy, um, he went on to, you know, start off the show. And I had family members and stuff there. My, my good brother was there with his wife. And this artist went on stage, did his thing, and decided to, like, jump down in the crowd to take a wine. And, like, I literally turned away for, like, two seconds. And by the time I turned back, Milk and, and and Milk and them was like pulling my shirt like yo 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 what's going on there and and the artist was like whining on my brethren wife like and she giving him serious <laughs> and they they jamming they going down and, <laughs> and my brethren my brethren is there like whoa for me for, for me that was a moment that was a moment that was a that was a moment you know, in, in many different ways because it just kind of, it kind of showed you a moment of like, this is soca, this is mm -hmm. fet. You know, it's like, take a wine, a man wine on the next man wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think my, my, my <laughs> so in my second moment, my second moment was in Boston. My second moment was in Boston. Yo, I, I, I wear, I, I think I get chained up, boy. I think I get chained up and I decide to, to wear tight pants, boy. On stage, a pants that might have been a little bit too tight. <laughs> and boy, yo, as I as I bust the first wine, I just feel freedom. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I literally feel freedom from the first rotation of my waist. You know, and it was like my whole cocoa was out in my jockey. <laughs> <laughs> but my pants rip all the way down, like the inseam rip all the way down, like <laughs> yo. Okay, that, that, I think I think that's those two, those two yeah, stories yeah, alone. Yeah, I think top any like, other story yeah. I ever heard for real. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because when I hear stories like that, like the first thing that comes into my mind is Oli and Soka. Like, you know what I mean? Only in soccer. Like, there there are certain things that that you just you can only get at a at a Caribbean event, a soccer event. You know, um, and it's it's amazing that you have those experiences to talk on. 
Um, one of the things I wanted to ask as well is what is what is the whole like origin of like of, of GBM, right? So I know it's greater Brooklyn movements. There's mm -hmm. GBM Neutron, there's GBM Milko. Mm -hmm. What 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 is what is the whole kind of the the whole company, I should say the whole the whole package or record if you uh, whatever you need to call it. So, you know, we have GBM, GBM, we've been journeying ten years plus. Mm -hmm. So big up to man like Kevin Evil. Big up if if you remember Kevin Evil, Kevin Evil was like a part of Natural Freaks. Big up Tony Cross to Marvin. Mm -hmm. But we had Kevin Evil and who is now, you know, Groovy Groove, <laughs> Mr. Mm -hmm. Groove. Um he was baby groove at a point in time and then he became, you know, DJ Groove, Mr. Groove. Um they were like DJs, big up to Hyperleon family again like you know it i think gbm at this point you know is really a movement big up to jimmy god bless um like the og big up to bliss og we have members we have a whole team kaylan khadijah kk papos we set we have a whole team but GBM really at this point, answering that question here and now, is a movement. It's, it's just a movement of us being family. You know, we have, a, we have a common goal. We have GB God Bless, who's a part of the promotion for MSV. You know that Juve Party doing 10,000 plus people. Um, COVID MC this year. Anybody from the Caribbean know what I mean when I say MC? Mother... Right. <laughs> Um, Muksha, with, with Muksha, which evolved into MSV, they did Long Island Amphitheater last, um, last year. Um, you know, Madison Square Garden, Marshall mm -hmm. Montano performances, that is GB God Bless. So we have promotion, say less in Trinidad, that is set. So we have promotion. We have a store, K&M. Like, it's just a movement of family. And we come together under our brands, under our skills, this is black business. This is family black business. This is together business. We just squabble. We discuss one another, but we make it happen. Um, you know, we have a whole nother side, which is the Abrams and the Henrys. That is where Milko come in. Come in. That is where Ayana come in. Like, yo, that is where Big Len come in. That is team repertoire and, and the events that we've done in Trinidad. We have a, a little monopoly board. And, you know, we get it done. You know, we have history in radio stations here in New York, if you remember Big 95. We've been doing this. We've been basically doing what we could humanly do, whatever we could possibly do for culture, for, for you know, from clothes to mass, because you have Ramage Mass, which is a part of that conglomerate. You know what I mean? That's on GB Holes. Yo. We just we we just um a movement, great Brooklyn movement because we kinda is like it's like LL Cool J to say um what <laughs> <laughs> um no let me not even do that but basically yo we 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 were born we were born in Trinidad and Tobago but we grew up in Brooklyn we came together we connected here in in Brooklyn New York. Um, and Brooklyn, New York is an, uh, you know, amazing example of 
a Caribbean community formed outside of the Caribbean. Yeah. That extends out to Queens now, to Long Island now, to New Jersey now, you know, like to Connecticut now. Like, like you know, dog, you know, Rich. Brooklyn, different. If Brooklyn not in your Miami Carnival, if Brooklyn not in your this Carnival, that Carnival, your Toronto Carnival, I mean, big up the six same way. I know some people will fight me on this, but Brooklyn, mm -hmm. you know, they just... They they are a core network, and um, we wanted to represent that with everything that we do, with all the DJing, promoting, the production, the songs, the artists, the clothes, the stores. We we just we, you know we just wanted to come together and, and build and represent that. That's amazing, man! Really, really inspiring too. We have about ten minutes on the clock. Um, one question I want to ask, and I think you bring up a really good point, and it's a question that I always have for a lot of um, my more local artists. Um, do you ever receive, or have you received throughout your career, um, fight down for being based in New York? Whenever sometimes you have to go back to the Caribbean, do sometimes people look at you as foreign um, because you're making music, or? Have you found, for the most part, people are still very accepting of the diaspora and, and Caribbean people abroad? I think, um, I think, you know, I represent Trinidad and Tobago first and foremost. And I think um, I would love to receive more love. I'm not even going to front from there mm -hmm. um, because I, I rep for their hard no matter what. But I rep for their hard no matter what. So it's like, I don't care about the whether I'm viewed as a as a foreigner or a local or whatever, like at the end of the day, like I am here because of my product. You know, I've been blessed to travel the Caribbean in place. Like yo, Grenada has shown me some amazing love. You know, Rotan, one of my favorite places, small island off of Honduras. I will never stop talking about there. I've been there once. I want to go back. I, I had a good time, regardless of. You know how many flights I had to take to get there. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, I if I receive any kind of pushback because of where I because of all the places that I represent and stuff, I, I wouldn't have noticed because mm -hmm. you know if if you don't want me because of where I coming from and or, or for whatever reason, I mean I, I just wouldn't come. I wouldn't come there, you know. I mean, I would come and go wherever the people who want to see me want me to go. You, you dig? Like, they want me in Japan, they want me in Australia, I'm there. Like, I am a foreigner to them at that point in time. I am a foreigner from the Caribbean. I, mean, I live in New York. I'm, I, you know, I lived in Trinidad as a youth. Like, it is what it is. I, I you know, I kind of having difficulty answering that question in, in, in a real mm -hmm. smooth way because a part of me really just want to tell you the truth, which is, yo, I, I don't care. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think somebody who don't want to accept me for who I am is going to try and ask me to come into their space anyway. So, yeah. and the real answer to that question is no. Everywhere that I've been to has been love and, and they wanted me there. You know, we might have had some incidents where they weren't dealing with me appropriately. And things might get a little weird, but more or less they wanted me there and I wanted to be there because, you know, I, I felt that love. I felt that appreciation from the fans there. Remember, that is my primary 
focus too to like service my fans. Amazing, bro. Yeah, and I, I think you you really raise a good point because it's like the vibes that I get in is like you are there to represent yourself, your music, your fans, and you're not really looking for validation from anywhere. You know what I mean? And I think we as Caribbean people really need to have that mentality because sometimes I feel you know we look for validation in the wrong places. You know, not to say like it's not good for Soka to have a Grammy. I would love for Soka to have a Grammy, but at the same time. Why fight so much to get the approval from outside when you can have all the love from the inside and support your people, you yeah. know? So I, I think you really, really, you, you said it so well. And it's just, yeah, I really, really appreciate that a lot. Um, we have about 10 more minutes on the clock, so I want to get into the, um, uh, the questions about Soka. So how do you see Soka for you, from your perspective as an artist, how do you see it evolving? Where, where do you see it going in the next few years? I wish I knew, because in the next few years, I would be a billionaire, millionaire. <laughs> um, but I can't tell you, sir. I don't know where it's going to go, where I see it going. I just see it going up. I see it on an on a, on a upward motion. I mean, I'm an optimist, and my optimism is based off of my passion, and I know that there are others that share my passion. So my mission is to inspire them to continue doing what they are doing to support this genre, to make this like yourself, bro. I mean, come on, look, look. We have hundreds of, not knocking anybody for whatever reason, I'm just saying that there are hundreds of media persons throughout the Caribbean. And I would have liked to see more activity like this from years before. Um, I would like to see it now and I would like to see it moving forward. But here we are in North of, North of America. <laughs> and that's how I say it now. North of America. Here we are in North America. Here we are in North America and we're doing this. We, we, we taking this chance. We're jumping out there to do this. Um, and I think we're doing it quite well. So, you know, big up to yourself and the whole team. And, you know, I think that the future is bright because of, of the people that have an opinion, period, about this. Like, this, this is, an, this, I, I envision this as an inclusive thing always. And um, I think once, you know, you have people that, they may not fully understand right away, but they have a passionate opinion about it, um, that is interest. You have people that are willing to, you know, help educate and, and, you know, share wisdom about how we could incorporate all these different opinions, so on and so forth. It's going to go somewhere. It's going to keep growing. It's going to keep evolving. It has been. It's been there from, you know, it's been there since, what, 1914, when you had the full set of carnivals, the full set of revelry, the, the full set of music coming out, the... You know what I mean? It's been there. It will continue to be there and it will continue to get better because hopefully, you know, the, those of us that are, you know, on a mission to educate others and to inspire youth to come into this having knowledge, understanding what's going on and being confident about expressing themselves or whatever they want to do, whether it's videography, music, branding, merch, media, 
whatever it is they're doing, I think that the future is bright. And I, I don't see I don't see soca music flopping anytime at all. I see it getting there with or without validation from institutions. Like it exists, it's here, soca fans are here. We we are here, we're not going anywhere, we real. You know? Um and I think the artists themselves are growing and they're evolving and they kinda like educating themselves to be more present in, in the devices that we have, social media, um, digital streaming, digital media. You know, we, we go in there. Um, so, I think that my next move, you know, in light of everything that's going on and in light of those things just said, I think my, my next move is to to kind of help this along and to remain consistent with what I've been doing, which is spreading my love for soca, regardless of where I'm from, who think I'm this, who think I'm what, who think I'm that. Like, I have a passion for this thing. I, I am a Caribbean man. I'm a black Caribbean man. Like, I think I just need to continue doing what I do to help get Soka to that place that I envision it. I don't know where it is because I don't see a limit. I don't see a cap on it. I don't see a benchmark. I see it as something that's going to continue to grow and evolve. I think that it existing is necessary regardless of I would love for it to be high level but and the industry to expand more. But it just needs to exist and it just needs you know to, to have that consistency of people going hard. For, for the culture, for the fans. Mm -hmm. So that's why June 5th, I'm doing soca on lockdown. I know it's a funny timing, but we are still on lockdown technically. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, I was I was speaking to Yanni today and I was like, yo, I, I feel so conflicted because I feel like, okay, like, you know, Tuesday, June 2nd, music industry is supposed to go on pause. Mm -hmm. And then you have the dancers community wanting to go on pause. Um, and the world crazy right now because you have so much real feelings, mainly anger, mainly pain, you know, um, so much hurt and sacrifice. People, they, they don't even, some people don't even know how to express themselves. I myself, you know, I was having that difficulty and that's why I, I was having that conversation. Just basically saying, yo, how do I feel comfortable doing what I do? in the midst of what's going on and people calling you out if you don't speak up on social media and, and people, you know, people finding all kinds of different reasons to point fingers here and there. Right. And, and, the, and then there's the reality that still hasn't fully set in with some, settled in with some people, you know, how do we, what do we do? I have kids. I want them to have a future. And then it just kind of like, in through the conversation and things that she was saying is like you know when all else fails like you, you do what you've been blessed to do mm -hmm. my talent is music i'm not a politician mm -hmm. i'm not a, i'm i'm not militia you know i'm i'm not i'm not i'm not a legislator, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in that field. I'm, I'm in music. 
I'm in soca music. And I could only do what I know how to do. And soca, you know, I saw Fian post something about the, 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 the things that Caribbean people have been through so many times over. And I think that's a part of not, you know, that's the edge of me being a black man. Being a Caribbean black man is like I have access to two different cultures and two different strengths. And it's like, that's what soca is all about. That's that's how come we have carnival because it's a freedom festival. It's, it it was something that came out of revolution. It it was it was a is it, a parade that came out of people pushing back against oppression. And out of carnival we have soca, and that's where I am in the story. I'm a soca artist. And soca is something that brings different walks of people together. So I need to just do what I do, which is spread soca music and spread the message of people coming together. That's how I feel I could play my part in what's happening in the world right now. Because, you know, me going out there, like, I might feel the rage, I might feel the fire too, I might feel the ego too as well. I don't want to mm -hmm. act out of anger and pain, first of all. Mm -hmm. Second of all, even if I feel that and I want to get up in the evening and go out there and put my family is going to be scared as scared AF. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You understand? I don't want to put my family through that fear. Yeah. Show me the petition to sign. Show me where we need to go and be present when a new system is being put in place. Show me where I need to send my bread. Mm -hmm. You know, you have Black Lives Matter. They have a whole entire organization dedicated to these... Like, show me all of that. God has shown me what I need to be doing. That is why he gave me these talents. That is why he gave me the opportunity to be able to do this now. And, you know, I, I'm... This is the way that I make my stand. This is the way that I stand up. June 5th, 7 o'clock, GBM Neutron, IG Live. I know a lot of the fans been waiting for this. Finally, performance. This June 5th live is all about performance. Um, the promo Vibes, is out Vibes. on my page now. Go see the promo. Yes. If you feel it, be there. Absolutely. GBM and Neutral, I want to say thank you so much for being probably the realest soca artist. I know, you know, much respect on all the insights he gave. We have about 28 seconds left. <laughs> Just let us know well, where we can find you um, and we go from there. GBM Neutron, one word, Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook. Music is what I want you to get. Go check it out it's on all streaming platforms. Yes, all the way. We have five seconds left. GBM, thank you so much. Live